1: Uh, You know, I want to just give a shout out to all of you that have really been locked up in your house for a large part of this weekend, if you're my buddies on the East Coast. But it did not stop Linda and her family from driving down to the Jersey Shore, Cape May, for a weekend to celebrate Linda's birthday, too, a little bit. Uh, So there you go. And uh, yet I have to say that for, for me... Most of my families and relatives, all of them, are on the East Coast. I am the only one out here. Uh, I have a great group of friends out here. But family up and down the coastline, Florida, um, some of the Carolinas, Virginia, but nothing like the Bahamas. And, boy, I'll tell you, my heart goes out to those folks. You know, those of us that have experienced a storm like that, and I think many of you, Benny— You've heard me talk about my mom and her making it through Hurricane Andrew. And I don't think I'd ever seen anything quite like that in my life up until now. Um, You know, the reason my mom survived it is basically because somehow my brother uh, decided his house was going to be solid cinder block. Uh, and it didn't blow away. And so everything else did. But there's nothing that could even touch upon the devastation uh, in the Bahamas. And I wanted to take a moment to make sure that, you know, we know here at Transformation Talk Radio that just doesn't get blown by us. Um, so thank you all for emails. Thank you for. The prayers that you're sending, and there's much more work to do. Um, Benny. Yes, ma'am. Gotta love them Seahawks a yeah. little. Yeah. Nail biter there again, first game of the season, but we're good now. They, they have to stop that. Uh, I. They have a, got to stop that.
2: I've told they you, I, d- t- I don't watch the first half because they do y- that.
1: They've got to stop yeah, it. I don't do it. I just, mm-hmm. just. <laughs> got to like, make making me nervous making me nervous it's but Pete. it is that I'll tell you it, it, I don't know I mean he and I have the same habit if you ever watch me play table tennis I cannot play without chewing gum and Linda says you chew like a cow oh, and <laughs> I'm like but now I, but I know why Pete does that though I have no it idea really cal- it calms my nerves to do that you know but that's a good um, thing it is. It's, it's interesting. But I think I've gotten a little superstitious about it, right? Oh, really? Yeah. It's like if I don't have my chewing gum and it's got to be a certain kind, not to mention any names, and I've got to have enough of it to play for as long as I'm playing, I get a little superstitious. As if I am in control of of things that I cannot see. Yeah. But that's what today's show is about. Good. That's it. Because when we think about what we cannot see and we think about our lives or we think about for a minute what we think God is or God isn't, um, we have varying opinions of that. And I know this firsthand because our God Talk channel and when I posted the announcement of the God Talk channel coming next year, um, I got more backlash more questions more are you going to do this are you going to leave these folks out and i and i said this is a channel about the god of your understanding whatever you choose that to be and if you think that there's some part of you that has that god inside of you then this is going to be for you if you think it's something else this is going to be for you but today it's very fascinating for me To have somebody on the show, Greg Calavo, somebody that probably has taken as much grief maybe as I've taken, but him probably more, in his book, I Am God in Disguise, So Are You. Yet, yet, as I like to talk about with my many, many friends that I do speak with on different versions of who's God, who's not God, what is God, whether you believe in the Bhagavad Gita or you believe in Christianity, there's always a question mark about commonality. But the question that really comes to mind is, is this a spiritual path that we're all fully committed to? And does that spiritual path take you to a place that you can trust? Today, we're going to be talking with Greg about this about his book, you know, he's an author, an entrepreneur, philanthropist. But here we are, we're talking about a book that many of us can easily talk to because we know what it's like to step out there and understand the human potential that resides in each of us. And sometimes it's so surreal, we can't define it as what we are as humans. Greg, it's great to have you. Craig, welcome to the show.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity to uh, come on and share my message with your audience. I greatly appreciate it.
1: So let's talk about this, Craig. Look, I mm-hmm. I just gave you a brief scenario of sort of the comments when I put up the banner that God Talk Radio was coming next year. Um, and. Right. Yep, And uh, what was interesting about that is that it was something that many people asked me why it was taking so long to post, but also many people asked me to define God. And it was interesting to me because I grew up in the Catholic religion where we were not even supposed to ask that question. But I'm not a practicing (laughs) Catholic anymore. I'm telling you, you know, you weren't. But how about you, God in disguise, right? What what kind of right, feedback right. have you been getting?
0: No, you you hit it on the head. I I was also raised Catholic, and um, I don't know when I got to be a young adult, I was kind of exploring the studying the history of religions, and uh, just in my opinion, nothing against the Catholic any religion really. I just I felt that religions during the history of, of humankind have done more to divide people than unite us. So just personally, for me, I, I choose not to pick a team. I, I joke around. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, the book, the, the title of the book was surprisingly controversial. Um, I, I knew it was going to be looked at as being bold or strong or even blunt. I didn't think it was going to be so controversial, considering this This is not a New Age message. This, no. this is actually age old. Yeah. I mean, yeah. going back to yeah. the Hindu scriptures, you know, 5,000 years, Buddhism, the Bible. I mean, just for example, I mean, I'm not a religious guy, but I was thrilled to find this quote. Do you not know you are God's temple and God's spirit dwells in you? I mean, that sure sounds like I am God in disguise to me. So, so I was a little surprised by, you know, the, the pushback or the, some of the reviews. I've gotten some great reviews, and they all, they've all they started with, well, after I got past the shock of the title, I really enjoyed this book. So, Pat, um, yeah, maybe it would help if I just defined
1: how I explain how I define God. Before, before you jump to that. But, but Flint, I want, yeah, want yeah, you to hold ahead. off before we jump, you jump to that, because uh, that sure. to me is like, it, it's it, that's something that I think is important for us to really think about, right? And let me ask mm-hmm. you this question, because I've read your book. And as a matter of fact, I've gone back and I've reread it on my Kindle version this morning. And you know one of the things that you talk about is And I'm going to probably misquote you now, so uh, don't help me out here. Uh, you say, look, we have been disconnected from our true nature. I think you say something like that. Um, exactly. And you can talk about it as turbulent times. But look, for me, I know that I've been disconnected from my new, my true nature along the way in life. And, you know, as the owner of Positive Talk Radio, soon to have 10 channels next year, I, too, I, too, get disconnected from my true nature, not because I don't believe in my true nature, but because my ego might have a very large voice and might say to me, no, don't start that revolution, Pat, stay complacent, stay small. But I got to get back to that quote i got to get back to your quote, because I did grow up in an interesting family. Don't you find this interesting, Benny, now for two weeks, right? At least two to three weeks in a row on my show, the people that I'm interviewing, I get to quote the Bible, right? Because I did grow up in an interesting family like you, Catholic. I got thrown out of Catholic boarding school at age six. I should get an award for that. And a stepmom that was Southern Baptist, and she never, ever let on. But she would say things like you just said, right? You know, don't you know that yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells within your midst? And that's Corinthians. And that is a big. There's also greater things than these you shall do, right? Uh, And also we're not to troll. I mean, we could go on. So why then why then and you're going to have to do a show on our God Talk channel when it launches why then do people think that we are in line out of alignment with the universal message of God and so now let me ask you what is that universal message of God you heard me say the god of my understanding is what i learned
0: right right so i believe that We all share the same common purpose. I call it a primal purpose or collective purpose as human beings. And this actually should be comforting to many. I've heard so many people complain over the years or have anxiety over not knowing what their purpose is. Well, I have discovered that we all share the same collective purpose, and that is to discover the divine within, this this disconnection, we all have this dormant power, this sleeping giant, that's just patiently waiting to be discovered. Uh, to surrender to this power, being aware is not enough. So discover, surrender, and inspire. And when I say inspire, is after you surrender, you will just you won't be able to help yourself. You will you will want to go out into the world and inspire others on this path. And I've I've really laid it out, Pat. And yeah, there's I, I've identified six stages, and I and I walk through, and I try to de- demystify and simplify this path so so more people can jump on board.
1: Well, but you know what we're talking about here is a universal message. You know, first of all, it's a universal a uh, universal message that you talk about, which talks about our true nature. It's also if you're like my table tennis buddy who I play table tennis with and, uh, uh, you know, is of the the Hindu faith, then it's letting your God live in you, right? It's the true essence of Hinduism, right? Um, But it Mm -hmm. doesn't really matter because what you're talking about is really more than a wake-up call. It's time for an internal revolution, you know, time for us to get back to some of the that, that power that was once talked about that each and every one of us has within us, isn't it?
0: It is, and I love that internal revolution. You know, the, the message in a nutshell is, I believe we're all born with a body and a soul, and as I said, we all share the same purpose to discover, surrender, and inspire. But when... After we're born, before we are allowed to enter into the school of life and learn the ropes and learn about human nature, there's no mistakes. We forget our divine nature Mm. on purpose. Our, Our spirit, our soul, whatever you want to call it, voluntarily decides to take the back seat because man can't serve two masters. And right now we have a lot to learn. And, and before we enter the school of life, we have to have this temporary hibernation of our soul. But I think the turmoil and all the chaos we see and the pain and suffering in the world, it's wrapped around the fact that we've been disconnected for far too long. Forgetting, forgetting is part of the deal, but so is remembering.
1: You know, when we talk about this, let, let, let's just really be clear. You, you know, part of this, too, and this pattern that I, let's call it a pattern that we are in right now. You know, we can see this pattern if we go back thousands of years. You know, there have been moments where we've absolutely lost a sense of ourselves, right? You know, there have been moments a long time. And usually we can point to times of war, Right. That could pinpoint, right. you know, the reasons that we step away from remembering the truth of who we are. And I think one I was watching something special that was on last night, and I, here's what I was really struck by. I was struck by the message that when we put our faith in another human being's wisdom instead of our own, coming from your place, which means that our own is our true nature— of that God wisdom inside of us. When we put our faith into other people for whatever message they're selling, and we don't check in with who we are really in this game of life, then the choices we will make will not be the choices of God-centered living, as people might define that. And it doesn't, I don't mean God, and God we're using today for you to describe for whatever way you want. But isn't that how we get lost, is we get separated from that notion?
0: Yes, we, we get lost by looking to external sources to fill the void that we are feeling. And the first three stages that I see we go through in life, obviously, we're all born into the world. The second stage is going into the school of life. Uh, that stage we feel that missing part I mentioned the soul is in hibernation during during this school of life and we so we're looking towards external sources and you know you mentioned uh, losing our way and you mentioned war and I'm glad you brought that up um, why I feel optimistic in these turbulent times is because something that, that's called collective pain and collective joy and it happens at times of war it happens when you see these natural disasters like the hurricanes uh for example and you know people come together when the rescue boat pulls up to your house they're not asking who you voted for and you're going to see people it doesn't matter their skin color doesn't matter their nationality this is into our DNA, Pat, and unfortunately, it takes these very, very emotional highs and lows to bring us all together and to, to, you know, be strong for a greater cause. And I believe that these turbulent times we find ourselves in right now, whether it's this political era or whatever you want to refer to, I think this is one of these high emotional times that people are going to come together. And I already see it happening. I see people organizing and getting angry. And, and, you know, people who have been quiet, I call it a quiet majority, who've been very, very polite over the years. You know, we know that we have to stand up and speak out if we don't like what we see.
1: Yeah. And look, this is no different than any other time we've lived in, except I think the difference is that, We're now living in a digital world. And, you know, when we think about that, we think about it as engaging in digital dialogue as a way to make a difference. And I think that the difference is that, you know, 1% of the digital messages are basically what gets seen, and the rest is not. But this is really a time, don't you think, Craig, where people are really looking for who they are. And then the next part of that question is what to do. Because one of the things I was reading in your book was as you go through these stages, right, you talk about what they are. And I was just kind of thinking about this and I'm like, okay, where was I went right there? Where was I right there? Then, then, oh, I hit the school of life, right? Right the school of life, you know, I think you mentioned, you know, when you're about 30 years old, right? Um, right. right. Yeah. It took me a little bit longer. It was 40 for me, you know, at 40 years old, I just looked in the mirror and I like couldn't recognize myself. Right. But then the question (laughs) is, what do we do about it? And I want to talk to you about that in your book because I, I guess the question really is, if all life's experience happened for a reason, and the universe doesn't make any mistakes, then are we awake enough to even figure out what that means for our next move?
0: <laughs> right. Well, I wish I, you know, I wish I had all the answers. Um, <laughs> but, but I, <laughs> I'm not going to pass the buck on that one a little bit, but. That's but I, I can only talk from personal experience. Yeah. And and as as you, as you said, you know I I lived through it was about thirty two years of age before I finally discovered the sleeping giant, and, mm. and the sleeping giant was awakened, and mm-hmm. it was an amazing discovery. And um, I actually thought I, I was so bold to think this was it. I mean. Oh, I am now a spiritual man. I am enlightened. I mean, there was like a forty-eight-hour period that that I thought I I reached the pinnacle, and then. Yeah. <laughs>
1: what i like about this and we're going to talk about this because you know part of this is you know we are talking about the six stages in the game of life that you reference in the book and what i love about this is that what whatever you believe in uh whatever that is we've all gone through some of the experiences you outlined and you really share beautifully you know about your bodyguard. And, you know, one of the things I want to talk about when we come back from break, too, is that thing that we're all so very aware of, the epic battle in your book, the epic battle. And you know what I love about what you write in here? After discovery, life will never be the same. It's true. But when you are in that moment, that place between the past and the future that is yet to come, that place of the present where you know you're not the same as you were yesterday, there's something important that you point out in the book to remind us of, very important. And if we get this message from your book, this one place, then every time we go through times of discovery, times of epic battle, times of change, times like that, because I think we do, then there's a lot for us to pay attention to. But if we forget, like you talk about in the book, how to get to the stage of surrender, boy, the battle goes on. And by the way, we have copies of Craig's book to give away. So Benny, let's go ahead and do this. First copy of the book, 1-800-930-2819. For those of you just tuning in, I'm just thrilled to have this conversation with Craig Calavo. And the book is I Am God in Disguise, So Are You. And I want to say we've got several copies of the book to give away. 1-800-930-2819. And boy, there's some posters. But when we come back, you're going to find out more about Craig. You're going to find out how to find out more by going to awesomelife.com. When we come back, I'm going to make sure you have that information and much more. We'll be right back.
2: People often ask, what does it mean to thrive? On Thrive by Jen Radio, it means body confidence, mind fulfillment, and soul synchronicity. Create synchronicity with God and learn as Jen shares action steps and real stories that will inspire you to be unstoppable in fulfilling your purpose. Tune in live each Monday at 8am Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com and visit JenniferZellup.com to thrive with Jen.
1: Are you truly ready to experience overflow in every area of your life? Are you ready to go from limited to limitless? Imagine starting your week off with a deeper connection to the God consciousness. It's time for you to feel inspired, uplifted, and shifted. I invite you to join me, Tracy L, online or in person for our Soul Sundays. Start your week off feeling empowered and ready to serve and expand the miracles waiting for you.
2: Has your buzz for life buzzed off? Feeling ignored, invisible, and wondering if this is really all there is? The years go by faster as we gain momentum. You're halfway there. Are you gathering speed or puttering out? Hit your stride for the liberating half of life. Comfortable in your skin? You can do better than that. Tune in to Discovering You Again Radio every fourth Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific as host Susan Axelrod encourages listeners to decide what they want, get inspired to action, and face challenges head on. Host Susan Axelrod pulls no punches, encouraging you to grab the brass ring and soar. For more information about Susan, go to www.whatwillyourlegacybe.com.
1: Tap into the wisdom of animals, angels, and masters with Darcy Pariso on Animal Soul Wisdom Radio. Tune in monthly as Darcy brings insights on how to better understand and deepen our relationships with animals. Working with light and pureness of ancient techniques, Darcy, healer, animal communicator, and medium is here to guide you through this process and provide inspiration to move forward. For more information about working with Darcy, visit DarcyPariso.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, Craig, look, uh, would you tell people how they can find out more about you and get a copy of the book?
0: Sure. My website is, I designed my website to support book sales, uh, also to interact with readers. You can email me from there. I have a weekly blog. I've actually created some inspirational posters and prints that share the message of the book. And I believe that it's, it's relatively easy to have this awareness that we're talking about here today when we're on our yoga, yoga mat or we're doing meditation. But it's difficult to take it off the mat and into the world, so to speak. So mm-hmm. these are posters and prints and mm-hmm. interesting things uh, you, might, you might like. Anyway, to answer your question, awesome life, and there's no E at the end of awesome, it's a w e s o m, and you'll when you see the logo, it'll it'll make sense. Awesome life l i f e dot com.
1: It's powerful logo. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Oh, thanks. Yeah, um, but it makes, you know. It's a confu- uh, confusing web address. Well, it, it does, but in a sense, you know. Look, you're the guy that wrote the book. Uh, I am God in disguise, so are you. So there we go with that. But the thing is, look, we were talking about this place in your book, and let's just briefly go over these. Uh, you do outline I've, something I found extremely important to explain, how we get through some of the difficult times in our lives, through the six stages in the game of life. But also, I, I think it's important to talk about that in the context of of how we get through the turbulence, right? Whether it's political, environmental, or right now, it's all of the above. I mean, when I think about the Amazon rainforest burning, I cringe, I I think it's the most horrific, horrific thing that we could do to our planet. And yet at the same time, nothing's gonna change unless we clearly understand that we have to wake up first. Take us through the stages and what you discovered about turbulence and how to stay the course.
0: Sure, sure. So if I could just briefly step back for one minute, my -hmm. original intention for writing was to just share with my kids some of my life experiences, some of my aha moments, the good, the bad, the ugly. And, you know, first of all, my kids are in their 20s, so I'm not talking about small kids. this is a children's book um so i mean maybe all parents pat feel this way at some point hey i Mm -hmm. you know i've been through a lot of crap i know stuff maybe maybe i can help you um so when i when i first started i've been lucky that i've been a seeker for decades and what that means is i've been journaling like crazy i've got boxes of dusty journals and notebooks and and um I pulled out these boxes, and they were spread on my kitchen table for almost two years. Uh, my, my wife really appreciated that, by the way. And after about six months, the, the story started to reveal itself. I'm, starting to put this, I'm trying to put this in some kind of chronological, organized order to explain to, to someone else. And when I stepped back, I saw these stages. I mean, it was clear as day and um it was at that moment i was both really really excited about what i was discovering and and petrified at the same time because i knew i couldn't just keep this to myself or i couldn't just share it with my kids i had to i knew there'd be a day that you and i would be on the phone talking about this and to be honest with you that's kind of terrifying to me right right now so um To answer your question, the six stages that I've identified, obviously birth, we're all born into this world. I kind of like to, in the book, I call it alien birth. And the reason I call it that, it's kind of tongue-in-cheek, humorous. The definition of alien was just so perfect. Any being foreign to the environment that it now exists, an outsider belonging to a very different place. You see, I feel like we're kind of pulled from this invisible world of pure energy into this world of of form when we're born. Even doctors, Pat, say somewhere between the 22nd and 30th day after conception, there's this spark of energy that comes from nowhere. Okay? Well, that's God. So that's, that's spirit incarnate in form so we move from this alien birth the uh, as we mentioned the spirit side of us has to go into hibernation so we can move into the next stage which is the school of life now the school of life we could be in this for our lifetime or lifetime whatever you believe you know free will determines a lot how long you're stuck in school and i guess like any school you know, there's a lot of lessons and there's tests. And if you don't take the time to study the lessons, if you just rush from one experience to the next, you're you're going to be like me and you're going to be stuck for a long time. I learned that the lessons are really, really easy to begin with, like a gentle little poke with a stick. And the longer we ignore them, the harder they get. And then sooner or later, it's like getting hit over the head with a sledgehammer. So the school of life is designed to lead us to discovery. And what I mean by discovery is figuring out that we've got that sleeping giant, the soul that's hibernating. So those are the first three stages, Pat, birth, school of life, and discovery. And um, I got there, I think you said you were about 40?
1: Yeah, exactly. I was 40, and it was sudden. Mine was sudden, although I don't think it was sudden leading up to it, because I could feel it. You know, I could feel the discomfort in myself, right? But it was almost an instantaneous instantaneous moment where I just looked in the mirror and something was so wrong with what I was doing at work that it wasn't going to work for me anymore. And, and it really turned my, everything in my life, you know, appeared that way. It wasn't just work. It was the relationship I was in. It was my lifestyle. And all of that had to change. But here's the thing I want to ask you. I don't think, I mean, I remember that point in time. But since then, I've had these seriousness of almost like going through these stages all over again. Because for me coming to a place where i could understand even a little bit of what you're writing in your book was more like a journey than an instantaneous catalytic conversion so to speak
0: mm-hmm. yeah right right it was, it was more it was more gradual you're saying
1: Uh, It was one giant shock, but then I went through this over and over and over again. I mean, I think what happens sometimes for, for, for me is I now recognize it. You know, I now know when I'm getting through periods of time in my life where something has to change and shift, but it's always inside of me. And I think in the past, the difference has been it's always been something else or somebody else.
0: Right, right. Well, the beauty of, okay, so once you get past surrender, you are still, I mean, we're still human, so we're still going to have challenges, we're still going to have emotions such as anxiety and fear, uh, creeping in, anger, but the big difference is, after surrender, one of the many, many rewards of surrender, is we now are coming from a place where we understand what, we understand these steps, and we can mm-hmm. say, okay, what, what am I supposed to learn from this? And let me just tell you a quick little story. I, I yeah, was trail please. Running. I, was tra- I was trail running a couple of years ago through the, through the forest. It was one of my joys of life is running through the trailing. And I tripped, and, and I uh, tripped on a tree stump or uh, a root, rather, or maybe a rock, went head over heels and broke my shoulder. And this was a real aha moment as far as it was the first time I realized that I was living, I was practicing what I'm preaching. I was really living this and not just on an intellectual level. Because when I hit the ground and knocked the wind out of me and I'm laying there with a broken shoulder, the first thought, even before I gasped for that first breath after it got knocked out of me, my first thought was, what am I supposed to learn from this? And in the old days, 20 years ago, it would have been, wow, life sucks, and why does this always happen to me, and this is, you know. But I swear to you, my first thought was, what was I supposed to learn from this? Mm -hmm. So I think that's the difference. I think think once we pass the stage of surrender, we're still going to have challenges in life. It's not all rainbows and butterflies, but we're going to be able to look at it differently.
1: no it totally makes sense but what even makes more sense is the way you describe it in your book Um, because you also talk about the universal law and it said that god's always been with us we've never been separated from god see i think that's the amnesia we get i mean at least for me i can speak for myself you know i I can speak for you know what is it about some of the tough things in my life and then the not so tough things and I, i don't I don't know how other people do it, but I have to have a spiritual practice in my life every day, even if it's sitting and having something playing in the background that's going to give me some messages to remind me of this, this point in your book, that universal law, right? Because I think that's the great, you know, I think sometimes we're hitting the great age of amnesia, but it's not the first time we've been through that. You know, it's not the first time we've been through that. Um, and when you go through of this, you have to see it. Um, but one of the things you talk about in the book too, and I want to make sure we cover it is the notions of the notion of there are no mistakes. There are no mistakes. I think it's one yeah, of the and, most, and, you know, real quick. You, yeah. You, you, mentioned, you
0: mentioned, uh, that God has always been there.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: you know, it's, it's sometimes when we make discovery, it feels like we have a new visitor.
1: Yeah. But it, it's <laughs> not a
0: new visitor. That's right. Um, but, but we all, you know what, it? I really researched and did soul searching because it, it was kind of embarrassing to me that it took me 20 years to go from discovery to surrender. And the reasons we resist mm-hmm. surrender you, you just nailed it. One of the biggest ones is shame and guilt.
2: Yeah. And
0: that's for forgetting. You know, we're yeah. like, oh, God, I forgot. I forgot about yeah. my divine nature. And that's how my book actually is different from a lot of them in this genre. A lot of the spiritual teachers and a lot of the books out there teach that forgetting our divine nature is the root of all evil. And that is, that is the biggest bunch of. nature. and it took me decades to create this facade this bodyguard Mm -hmm. that that was protecting me you know i didn't want to look weak i didn't want to look strange um and i don't know about you but i didn't really have a bunch of you know spiritual minded people around me
1: no i didn't
0: either okay yeah No. and last but not least the, the loyalty to the bodyguard um you know, when I discovered my divine nature, and like I said, the bodyguard's like, hey, what about me? I've been with you for 32 years. You know, it's weird, but you do have this sense of, you know, you've got this good guy and this bad guy on two, two shoulders. And you you feel uh, you're excited about your new friend you just you just discovered. But at the same time, you don't want to abandon your old buddy who's been with you all this time. Well, like, I think...
1: But yeah, go ahead. Go
0: ahead. I was just going to say, for me, addictions were also another um, mm-hmm. reason, that, another thing that delays our evolution.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, we have that empty void that I discussed, you know, because the, because the soul kind of goes into hibernation. We kind of have this empty feeling, and we're constantly trying to fill that void with external stimuli, and whether it's drugs or alcohol or sugar or video games or porn, you know, you name it, you know, we're all addicted to something. So addictions will definitely also delay our surrender and our evolution.
1: Yeah, I mean that's something too that I had to discover for myself, because you know, once you lay down the sword, and what I mean by that is, you know, there was an expression. That you know, my mom used to say to us girls all the time, she'd say, say something like, "God forbid, peace would break out here." And I never really understood <laughs> what that meant, right? You know, I, I I thought she was talking about us, you know, as girls as sisters, right? But later on, she kept saying it. And, you know, what I came to know about her was what she was talking about that peace because, This constant battle that we're having with ourselves and the world and looking for something outside of ourselves doesn't allow us to enter the portal of peace, doesn't allow us for a nanosecond. But somewhere in your book, I think I wrote down a note, you said you say something like on a rare occasion, your mind is quiet. Well, that's that point that we must try to get to more often because it is the place of our utmost innovative, creative, and possibility realm. And and you, you say something also that is so important. It's hard to hold ourselves there, because we get there and we're looking away in a nanosecond. Isn't it like anything, Craig? Isn't it like when we have a new experience, which is this, this is like anything. You know, you have to be willing to be in it to win it.
0: Right, right. So, so there were two really great points there. One is that's when we normally make our discovery. And when I talk about that rare moment where maybe the bodyguard's kind of tired and we have a moment to kind of look within and reflect and we kind of find We accidentally stumble upon the quiet place inside, and we discover that sleeping giant. That's how most of us reach discovery. I mean, some people really have to hit rock bottom. um, But, you know, if the school of life's doing its job, like you described it for yourself when you were 40, it's done its its job. It kind of wore you down. And it wore you down to a place where you finally instead of looking outside for answers, you finally maybe looked within for the first time, I don't know, and said, you know what, come on, is there more life than this? You know that old adage, Your life's a bitch and then you die? I mean, mm-hmm. it will be. If that, that will be true for everyone if, if we don't discover and surrender. So, so And then having a daily practice, after you surrender, it's just not autopilot. I think a daily spiritual practice is mandatory, and for me, that that encompasses everything from eating a healthy diet, drinking a lot of water, having a good night's sleep. Usually, when I get to this point in my explanation, whoever asks me the question will say, "Hey, wait, wait, wait! I was asking about your spiritual practice." Well, you know what? If I'm going to be a vehicle for God's expression, I want to be a freaking Ferrari. So. I believe that body and soul are both equally important on this mission. And that's another thing that differentiates my book from other books is I think the body is very very important on this on this spiritual adventure. And then, you know, meditation, affirmation, visualization. I do I do all those every day just to keep myself in this place of awareness. And you know, it takes 20 minutes it's not you know I'm talking about the meditation and, and uh, affirmations and such.
1: yeah but here, here's the thing if we're not going to do that, then we have to be willing to accept the consequences of that and those consequences are to live outside the framework of I am. I mean they are outside yeah. of the they they what we're what we're really saying yes to, is the way you said it in your book. I mean, the power of the words I am have never been more powerful. And by the way, you know, there's nothing egoic about that. You know, there are so many, some of the top spiritual and religious leaders in the world, you know, Joel Osteen is known for his, the I am power. Uh, And then there are many, many others. There are many others you know, many places that you can, you can look towards, right? Baha'i, the Baha'i faith. I mean, it doesn't have to have a religious box around it, but the message, the message is powerful, right? Uh, When we think about here, here's what I want to ask you for, and thank you for your time today. I really appreciate you taking the time to be here. Um, Um, We can pick the wrong I am's. Let me just say that. Um, And what I mean Mm -hmm. by that, is that even possible? Is it possible for us to pick or to be the wrong I am? And I think about that. If there is an I am that's going to separate me from the divine nature you talk about, I'm not going to get to the place. And so we have to get in agreement with our true nature, which is not lacking, which is not average, right? Where we get to know who we are, where we're not inferior, we're well-equipped, you know, we are empowered. And so these words, you know, I am not inferior, I am equipped, I am empowered, I am anointed, I am wise, I am a masterpiece, right? Those are powerful, powerful words that are, that's really, those are our birthright. And I want to thank you for reminding us. Craig, thank you so much for today. I'd like to have you mention your website again. And also, what's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today?
0: Well, all I can ask is, if you feel inspired by this message, please pass it on. Trying to create a buzz. I thought writing the book was going to be the hard part. (laughs) (laughs) I'm learning that trying to create a buzz you know, the technology is awesome with Twitter and, you know, all the social media outlets. Maybe yeah. we can create a buzz and let a, a message spread across the world quickly that's a positive message. So I would appreciate just, you know, passing along the the, the word on, the, on the, the existence of the book. And, again, the website is awesomelife.com, and it's A-W-E-S-O-M-L-I-F-E. Um, you can get the book also at Amazon Barnes and Noble and anywhere else as well.
1: Thank you. Thank you so very much. Personal message. What would you like to leave us with today?
0: Just, um, look, look at everyone in the world. Look at everyone as if they are God in disguise. Forget about skin color, race, nationality, sex, uh, sexual preference. Just, um, treat everyone the same and pass
1: it along thank you so very much thank you thank you for the book thank you Benny thank you so much for pushing all the right buttons for more about us or if you've missed any part of this you can get the uh, archive download on transformationtalkradio.com or the drpatshow.com have yourselves a fabulous day today
2: the preceding audio was via a skype call